This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. Hello again, friends. Producer Josh here. Just a quick note to let you know that this is part two of Nadia and Bernie's conversation with the amazing Christy Jacker. Thanks so much for checking out part one. The response has been incredible. We did cover a lot of ground in part one. So if you wanted to go back and listen to part one before listening to today's episode, we encourage you to do so. But for the most part, today's episode is standalone. So you can go back and listen later. So as always, thank you for your continued support. And without further ado, take us away, Nadia. If you or a loved one need mental health assistance or are experiencing a mental health crisis, call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. said, I'm not strong and brave. He's like, yes, you are. You're the bravest person I know. I said, I don't have a choice. I have to to look, I've got Lucy, I've got to be brave, I've got to be strong. And I look at other people who have had grief who don't have children and it's not reflective of them. It's just a notice thing that I've noticed. They have the option to stay in bed all day. They have And the no option. reason to get out yeah. of bed. Yep, they have nothing that makes them do anything. No, sure. no shame on that. I, some days I would have been like, damn, I wish I could do that. Day after day after day. Yeah. Like, gosh, yeah, I could, I could be that hermit crab. Like, I got enough apps on my phone that nobody, mm-hmm. I don't have to leave this place. I could perfectly be fine. However, me being me, that didn't fit. That I was going to say that doesn't sound like you at all. No, no. And so, after I had that point, I sort of looked at, had a good look at myself, and I was at, at my counselling session with my counsellor, and I said, "What do I do?" And she said to me, well, how can you help? You're a helper. You're a teacher. What can you do? And that's what led me into one of the best things I've ever done for my own grief. One, to talk to someone who's a professional who really helped me download, helped me work out a plan. But the best thing I did there was I channeled my grief into something that could help others because I... Oh, God, I wish people could have helped us. I look at us and think, young family, like I was 33, 35 for Carl. Lise was six and seven at the time. How could someone have helped us? And that started my journey with Relay for Life. So I got on the committee and helped them. It also started the journey where I created what's called the C Plan. The C plan is like the wedding planner of cancer. And I know that sounds a bit morbid, but that's what it is. You have like a wedding program. You have a section for everything, where the seats go, the flowers, the guest list, all of that. So when Carl was going through his diagnosis, I had this big yellow folder that uh, our oncologist used to laugh at me every time I walked in with my big folder because it had every single piece of paper that Carl had. It had every diagnosis, it had every treatment plan, it had information on Folfox, it had information on the mix that they added to the Folfox for his chemo, it had his test results, it had the diary of what went on. And that planner 
was our Bible. It went everywhere with Carl and it saved us hours. So he got exceptionally sick and Aubrey Brace couldn't treat him. He was just so sick and they flew him to Peter Mac. And I handed over this folder to them and because I... Being the crazy teacher that I am, I documented everything. You super know, super organised. Super organised. It was a way to control in an uncontrollable situation, yep. and you know, Carl would vomit. Six fifty-five. Write that down. <laughs> Carl would go do a poo. Seven twenty-two. You know, <laughs> that sort of like everything yeah. was documented for for them, and they read it, and they're like, "Oh my god, Christy, you have saved us four hours of asking questions and testing because we know what we need to do." Um, and at that stage, Carl was like grunting. Isn't it incredible though? At that, where are we? Twenty? Uh, What's this? Four years ago now? Yeah, wasn't four it? years. Yeah, so, so two thousand seventeen. That that hadn't been put into place by anybody because cancer's no been around a long time. And people around. have been treated for it for a long time. Yep, yep, a very long time. It and that's it. That very thought there. Why isn't this here? Is what really made my grief change. It. I said, fine, it's not here, I'll make it. So I created and I met a lady called Jenny Jensen. She had lost her son to leukaemia and we met on the very humble Relay for Life track. She had an idea about a cancer bag. So when you get diagnosed with cancer, you get this bag very similar to uh, breast cancer with McGrath Foundation, but for any cancer because, you know, some cancers are a little bit more special than others and you know, having a rare cancer, we got nothing and not that you're looking for stuff, but there was nothing out there. And had we got this bag that was filled with uh, creams that could help you, it was filled with Mentos. And, you know, it took four rounds of chemo before Carl had the bloke next to him tell him that you've got to suck on the Mentos. And Carl's like, what the hell? What, what are you talking about? And he's like, it takes metallic taste away. Like, Get on the Mentos. So sure enough, lapdog Christy went down to the thing, got the Mentos, come back up. He got on. He's like, far out. This is. Why didn't anyone tell me this? Yeah, yeah. You know, and like grief, people don't want to talk about cancer. So we created this bag and this folder together, and we now have given free to our our local community because that community supported us in. Gosh, amazing ways. Anyone diagnosed with cancer through Aubrey-Wodonga Regional Cancer Centre gets this blue bag and this folder for free and it's to help them, support them. And it's the way that I could channel my grief to help another family. Like if I could help just one family be a little bit more organised and have some sort of control, I felt Take away like, a bit more pressure. Yeah, I yep. felt like I could, I've done it because... I feel like I could never win. Like, if I won lotto, how awesome. However, what's the magic dollar figure that would make me square with the world? Mm. And I don't know that. No, so I know that I can share what I know. And that's part of like talking today, like talking about grief and mistakes that I might have made or the way that I've done it. Not, that's mis- how not I mistakes, share. but just the way the journey went. Yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I know in in my personal life where where we've been through shocking grief, you say things and yep. you do things that maybe it's the I've had enough. Yeah, this is too much. I've, I've I've had to. I feel like I've been helping everybody here and being so nice to everybody. Yeah. Yet, what about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you explode and you say something. Yep. That you might never have said to someone. Yeah. Um, and that 
can do damage that you can never repair. But even yeah. when you say mistakes, like, you know, it's you not straight away said about, you know, you had too much to drink, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But the good that come out of that oh. is Carl's best mate having a yeah. chat to you, reminding you That's how I mean. it's powerful not a mistake you are. And so it's not a mistake. It's just yeah. the way it's life the went. Yeah. And, and I think that's it. It's a journey. It's it's just what you do. It's life. And you have to be realistic. Like grief is messy. It is messy. It's ugly. Um, But then again, like I said to you, I I feel we are incredibly fortunate too in our grief because Carl helped us start it off. Sure. We were able to do all those sorts of things. Like there's no greater excitement in my household on August the 3rd when it's Lucy's birthday that she gets to watch his birthday video. So he's made her a general video. So we watch that every year and we pause at a particular spot because he smiles and then she takes her birthday photo with her dad. And then we post that because it's really important to her that people see that we are going okay. Yep, for sure. That, you know, bad things can happen. That you are embracing it and yep. walking forwards. And I think that's a big yeah. takeout that you've, that you've shared with us is that grief will happen to you in a way that you can never plan for, even though yep. you've had an opportunity to plan. Yeah. And we talk about people who've had sudden yeah. um, death yep. and grief in their lives. No matter what, you can't plan for the aftermath, if we nah. want to use that word. So, But what you're saying to us is... Take it on. Yeah, acknowledge Actually it. just roll with it if as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Talk to as many people as you can. Let people in. Yes, definitely. Because you are – the armour has to – it's got to be there because it's a self-protect mechanism. But if you don't let people into your armour, you can never shine again. You yeah, can never get your sparkle back that you're talking that about. That was the thing – That was one so of the long. first things I said to my counsellor. I don't want to – I really like who I am. I like – my positive, I like my sparkle. I don't want to lose that. And that we kept always rounding back to that. Okay, how can you keep that sparkle? What can you do other than, you know, teach kinder and be very unpredictable in what they're going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, how can you keep that? And that is where, like I said, the power of project-based grief is really great. Having a project to channel your grief into is great, whether it is, I know for a very long time, I used to write on our Facebook page, and you can go back and have a look at them, I would write letters to Carl publicly, and I would say to him, oh my God, do you know what? I just worked out that that smell under the sink was the all the scraps. Um, I didn't realise that was your job, that you always took oh, it out. Oh, wow. And I would share these random things that I would learn in our journey each month. So I'd write a letter and it'd be, you know, I'd say to Carl, this is what we've been doing. I'd give him an update of what Luce and I had been doing and things that I learnt and that, you know, I was so proud I was the handy neighbour one week because I was the neighbour that got all the bins out on time. And you know when you go outside to look which colour bin it is? Oh, yeah. What week I is was it? that neighbour. And I was Everyone so was looking at you going, aha, yeah. it's recycled like, this week. yeah, go girl, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he did that job. He was always puts the bins out, that sort of stuff. So when it came to me doing everything, I, I had to learn a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise. I knew we were a great team, but I just didn't realise that some of the most random things were what he did. They do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, channeling that project into and it doesn't, writing And it doesn't great. have to be... For other people listening to us, you're a very outwardly, I'm out there. you're a very open sharing. book yep. and you're a sharer. Absolutely. Yep. And that doesn't happen 
to be for everybody. No. You know, it might be, and I and I know I keep reflecting back on my own life, but there was a project that my mum and my sister took on, which was something at home yep. that I physically wanted to help them with, but couldn't because of where they live. Yep. And they took on this incredible project at the house where mum lives. Yep. And I reckon at the end of that huge process, <laughs> uh, um, it was a very cleansing and bonding thing yes, for them as well. I'm glad I you just, said that. I just don't reckon you have to think that you have need to do, to do something massive. You don't no. have to start a podcast. You don't have to d- yep. do the sea bag program, that yep. you, which is amazing, by the way. You don't have to. You just need to find something within your life that... Yeah. Is that one driver? Yeah, that was one of the best things to do was do a project. The other thing that was the most, and I always call it soul, it was so soul enriching and cleansing is Luce and I and my mum and dad, God bless them, they are the most amazing humans on the world. Like they, Their grief has been well and truly put on the back burner to Again, you as a mum, you sweep in and look after your kids. My mum is the the best sweeper in the business. Like they just looked after me so well, and they continue to. Um, you know, we often we openly co-parent together. They help me out so much. But we went on a trip. We went. Carl died in the January, and I had I wanted no bar to be here for Christmas because, oh. That was a yeah. first. The firsts are really tough. Um, however, it's the days after that's even tougher because you emotionally build yourself up for that day and you hold it together and you're like, oh, yeah, I got through his birthday. And then you have, I call it an emotional hangover yep, a couple of days later yeah. because you're like, you let yourself go again mm-hmm. and you feel those feelings again. It just and wells up. Yeah, it does. My shower's had that many sh- shower tears. It's not <laughs> funny. Um, so we, we, I was like, nah. We're not going to be here. So we went on the Carl Jacker bucket list adventure and Carl and I'd always wanted to go to the States. We wanted to for our wedding, for our honeymoon, but, you know, we were poor then, so we couldn't do it. So And we and we knew we wanted to go for a long time, like we wanted six weeks. It had to be in the Christmas because he was a sport nut, so we had to go to all these sporting events. So then we were like, oh, we'll do a couple of years later. And then, you know, we had loose and we're like, oh. We'll, we'll do it a little bit later. Parks everything again. Every, you know, yep. and we put these things off. And it was one of the things he did say to me, I want you to do the trip. And I'm like, it's not the trip anymore. You know, no, go and take her, take her to the places we wanted to go. And I said, yep, righto, I'll do it. What What else do you want me to do? I'll do it. Anyway, so we booked it. And my God, we spent six weeks in the States. We saw everything. We There was no expense spared. I couldn't care less what it cost me. We were doing it. And not only did Lucy learn, and it sounds really bad coming from a teacher, I think she learnt more in that six weeks than she did at school. Every teacher has always told us, take your kids on a holiday, they'll learn more there than they will in the class. Yeah, she did. She learnt so much. And Lucy being, um, like, as you know, <laughs> as beautiful and articulate as she is, Lucy would talk to every single person we were in the line with. So... We we shared our story with oh, heaps of people in the states, and we we had our team Jack of wristbands that have um, attitudes of choice on it, and she gave them to so many people in the states, and they they followed us on our journey, and it was very well documented on our page, but it was just beautiful. We spoke to so many people, we learnt so much. It was such a healing thing, and 
I don't know if many people are, are spiritual or psychic or connected and that sort of stuff, but I love psychics. Um, and Carl used to pay me out all the time, like, as if, why are you wasting your money? But however, he, I swear he's manifested himself <laughs> back into it. But so many, I got so many signs that he was with us when we were in the States. So many, and for me, it was so healing to go, oh, he's here. You know, one day I had a picture of him that we took and we sort of took it and we took photos of Carl with oh, I've us. I've seen the Fiji one. Yes, yeah, 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 yep, yep. So he's, and he's been all around the world now mm. and we take Carl with us on holidays and he he flew out of my pocket in New York and it was when I was about to go to Tiffany's and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's appropriate. He's on to me. <laughs> this wasn't on his bucket list, but it was sure on mine. And so he flew out of my pocket and mum's like, oh, I think he's telling you not to spend too much. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. I think I'll add a couple extra to this one now, honey. <laughs> but it was oh, just that's lovely. so good. That's and lovely. it was so healing that we could do that and talk about him. And, and, you, and again, what you're sharing is that it's okay for you to find your way to cope. Absolutely. You don't move on. I really don't like the term move on, well, but you, you move forward. Move you're with. Always, Why not move yes, with? You And they're with you. Mm. They're completely with you. And, you know, Lucy will speak and I'm like, oh, God, that's your father. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But he is so present in her life. And I've read about, it's called Connected Bonds. And because we keep connecting our life with Carl. So we, we've we gone to cheer competitions. So Luce is a, a cheerleader and we went to nationals. She's got this pillow and it's got a picture of Carl on it. And she did really well at nationals. And here she is with her medal, with her pillow, with her dad having a photo. And it's called Connected Bonds where you keep connecting them to your life. And for Lucy, that is so important. And it was Carl's biggest, biggest worry in life that... When he passed, and because she was so little, that she'd forget. She would forget him, and that was his. Oh, do not let her forget me. Do not let her forget me. I remember her telling me when we caught up. There's a couple of milestones where she's got something Carl's left behind. Yep. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, so that was beautiful. He has got. Uh, he's made videos, like I said, to, for her birthday. But he's got other videos for her. Um, her. Her 21st, her 18th, her wedding, which her wedding, I've watched them all and her wedding one is hilarious. He bags me out. But, um, <laughs> you know, that would, if he didn't, I would be really upset because he tells the tells him that, oh, sorry, mate, that she's been brought up high maintenance like a mother. So <laughs> good luck to you, that sort of stuff. But uh, she also has, so when it's her wedding, we've got earrings and a necklace made for her that have Carl's um, whiskers in it so um, and they're blue the same color as his eyes so obviously that something blue is there for yes. her but yep. she will still be walked down the aisle with her dad and that was something he was he just wanted to do like I've got a daughter and I'm going to be able to walk her down the aisle so even though he can't uh, he still will he will very much he's got his video he's got those things in place he's got He's got had a blanket that was made for her, so she's always wrapped up. One of our friends made it, but they talked about it with with them, um, and it's all photos of Lucy and Carl. Her grandmother, Carl's mum, made a book of Carl as when he was little, so she would always remember what he was like when he was little, that sort of stuff. 
he, God, um, that's got to help with Luce's um, Yeah, it helps oh, yeah. with and the that, It goes back to the fact that you had time beforehand, is, which is lovely. That's why I always say, it's you know, someone someone's off. worse off. Mm. And we were very fortunate that we could do all those sorts of things yeah. to help with the grief. And Can I ask you a very direct question? Yeah. After Carl passed away and you're on your own, <laughs> and every single day you wake up and your first thought is him. Yeah. One day you wake up and he's not your first thought. Yeah. And um, it's funny because you know that time between when you awake but you're not quite awake? Mm-hmm. That funny time where you think, I'm still asleep. That's where I always sort of wake up and I think, and then you roll over and mm-hmm. he's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's hard. That I struggled with that for a long time. A long, a long, long time. However, you know, there are times, and I'm and I'm getting there now, yep. you know, a few years later, that I do wake up and think about other things. I do. He's always very, very present. There will never be a day. No doubt about that. That he's not present and, you know, and having loose makes him so present. And what I'm not, I'm not trying to say that you forget him ever. Oh, no. Um, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say to people and, and yep. by your experience is what I'm trying to say is that the sun comes up. up. Yep. There will be a day when, when it's okay. the grief is just not yeah. so overwhelming yeah. that you can't think. Yeah. And there is. Like, I got sent a poem when it first he first passed, and it was about waves. And it was about when your grief first starts, it's like you are crashing with those waves. They are just on top of you, constant. You just cannot – you can't breathe. Mm. And then – you the waves get a little bit less yep. and you can start to breathe again and then you and you'll see them coming like you'll know big events are coming and you can see that wave and you brace for it and you're ready and it crashes on you and you go okay I got that but then and I'm at that point now where the waves are out a lot further they're a lot further out and I can see it mm-hmm. and I know it's there. And, and some days the waves will be bigger. And do you know again. what? Some days there's a sneaky wave that just yeah. crashes in and you're like, where did... Oh. That little tsunami comes yeah, from nowhere. Yeah, it just pops in. But then there are days and you can go weeks and I've yep. gone weeks and, you know, sometimes I like to think I may have even gone months where it's just out there sure. and I'm okay. Yeah, and that's great. And I'm okay. It's a great analogy. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're busying yourself and that's what helps in that oh, process and all the rest. Yeah, busyness And you've had the opportunity help. to talk to people. And I think one of the biggest things that we've talked about here today is, is not just your journey. Yeah. And, and we really, really appreciate you sharing your journey because it's just been so beautiful. But it's the fact that people can take those snippets from you yeah. and what's happened. And, and I know, and we've said... Yep. Every bit of grief is different and everyone's walking a different world and we're never going to tell someone how to do this. Oh, but no. find someone you can talk to. And if that's yes. a professional counsellor, then don't be shy about that, for God's sake. Oh, Just it's the best thing I've they, ever done. And I've never done it and I probably should have, but I believe that that is a great way to just get that massive built-up, pent-up tension out of you somehow. It's just a download. I... I am a massive advocate, massive. And I, like I said, I did it from the day after you diagnosed mm-hmm. and I still go to counselling. But it's a download. Because you can only talk to your mates so much. Yeah. And eventually they, you just don't want to drop it on them because yeah. they don't want to hear it every single time they talk to you, obviously. Because your mates are your mates. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's. I think that's one of the big things that you've said, you know, is, is find someone to talk to, share. Share what you know. Find a 
purpose in yep. your life, no matter how big or small that needs to be, and might be multiple ones too, could just be. to keep you moving forward. It could be just a case of just writing it in a diary to yourself. No one needs to see it. Take time for yourself. Celebrate the life. Celebrate yes. your own personal life and where you're going to go journey forwards. You look like... Christy, that you're going to give us a billboard. <laughs> so if we could give you a big, massive billboard to put in the main street of New Ex- York. <laughs> Excellent. Because I would love to be in New York, but it will need to be like hot pink and glitter of course, behind it. Of course. Um, of you course. Know, we could organise that. Bling, bling for you. Yeah, it doesn't yep. work for me, but anyway. <laughs> but I think like on my billboard would be, oh, it's such... Gosh, I could I could give you fifteen billboards, but I think yeah. the guts of it would be it's okay to take time for yourself. You've always got to look forward, move forward. It's celebrate the life because you know what? Like for Carl, he was so much more than seven months of cancer. You're like, oh, of course, he was thirty five years of awesome. Of course. So it's about. I just think for me, it's probably just. Be positive. Find joy. It's probably a moment of joy would be the best Good advice. advice that I can say. It's okay to have a moment of joy when you're grieving. It's okay to laugh. It's okay mm. to smile. It's funny. Laugh at a funeral. I but know. you should. You should. It's. Um, I really think a moment of joy would be my tagline of it because, gosh, you have so many moments. If you just stop and l- analyse your day... Just one moment of positiveness could change your whole lifestyle. If you think positive in the morning, you're probably going to have a positive day. If you think negative, goodness, that's oh, that's a cranky bear at school because, you know, I can't roll into my classroom feeling cranky because that it radiates through into my, yeah. my kindergarten students. Yeah. So I think a moment of joy sums it up beautifully. God, in your job... Would certainly give you lots of that too, because kids are frustration. so present. No, <laughs> look, there is frustration. There, yes. there would be frustration, but kids are so present and so real and, yeah. and unpredictable. Yeah, um, and just putting it into the grief situation, I always disclose to my families about what's happened. I always say to them, "Look, at the very first day when I meet the mums and the dads, and I say to them, look, I need to let you know my husband passed away of cancer. You know, it's just Lucy and I.'" I will talk about him. Please don't be offended if you haven't had that chat about death. I said, I don't go into a great deal. I just say that he was sick and he passed away and it's just Lucy and I. But I love kids because they, the parents get all funny and they're like, oh, I don't know what to say. And, mm. you know, and that's that look that I talked about and the, the I'm sorry, but then they want to, are you okay? And you're like, no, I'm like, I'm good. I'm okay. But kids crack me up because they'll come out and they'll go, ah, he's dead. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, he is. you're right. He is dead. It's only and word. Just, and they move on and someone new would come into the class and because being new, they're like, oh, where's your husband? Because mm. they're five, so everyone's yeah. married. Um, <laughs> where's your husband? And that someone else goes, oh, no, he died. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Yeah. And But it's okay because yep. he did die. Yeah. But they're not offended by it. And it no. It they're actually, real. They're just real. They, well, they haven't back seen. To what it they is. haven't seen or walked a journey. They haven't no, had that experience. Right. So that's but how that's cool beautiful. It is. But in it's good too yeah, because yeah. they're not afraid of death. Yeah, like yeah. as old adults, we're afraid of death. We're afraid to talk about it. But 
they put it back and I think, mm. I love I've you I've said guys. many a times we can learn a lot from kids, especially oh. in that mental wellness yes. space, their, their, their presentness, their yep. in-the-momentness. Yep. Um, their realness. Yeah, their realness. They're real. So, Every Christy, day. you've told us that you get on the piss and we know you get on the piss. You yeah, hang on, Poon. Do you know what? Carl actually – so I didn't tell you guys, but Carl did his own video at the funeral as well. All right. Um, and on there, he ba- – again – Bags me out, out. Tells me that I'm a ratty little drunk. I'm like, <laughs> mate, I thought I was okay. Yeah. And how often really do I do that? Oh, that's the thing. I wasn't that big a drinker. I'm but... a mum for crying out loud. And in that period of time, I was like, you just, you know, when you just have baby yeah, and you can't, can't leave and rah, rah, rah. Yeah, I wasn't that bad, but yeah, he that's told everyone. Funny. <laughs> but, but I was forward thinking. Geez, I'd love to know Carl's answers to these questions because oh. he sounds like the party animal, the he life was. of the party, yep. the socialite. So maybe you could give I'll us... I'll give you two skills. I was going to say... I'll give you the Carl version and then I'll give you the version that I think is better. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you can give us yours and his. All right, I'll do that. Right. <laughs> Whiskey or rum? Christy. Oh, he'd say none because she likes sweet because she can't handle. <laughs> <laughs> the truth? Yeah, I'd... Wouldn't have either. <laughs> <laughs> text or call? Oh, he would say, he'd say text. Um, and I would probably say text as well. <laughs> Giving or receiving? Oh, he, he would say that I like to receive more. Like, I like to have things given to me. <laughs> but I feel like I'm a giver. Yep. Facebook or Instagram? Oh, he would say Facebook, but I'm more of an Instagrammer these days. Yep. Yeah. You've progressed. I've progressed. I've grown up. High school or adult life? Oh, I had a way of high school. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he would say adult life because we just had fun together. Like, yeah. and I'd probably say, I'd love to say adult, but I had a way of time in high school. <laughs> I right. loved That's good. it. That's great. Um, scrunching or folding? Oh, he'd have no idea. He'd go, I don't know. She just wipes. <laughs> but I'm definitely a folder. Yeah. Teacher. Teacher. Uh, yeah. I don't know organized. these people who scrunch. Like, <laughs> well, you know. well we, I didn't know that people actually folded till we started asking these questions. Oh, no. So there fold, you go. fold for sure. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's it's always beautiful to end on, on a happy note because yeah. you're such a happy, beautiful woman. I don't even know how to thank you coming on. And um, I think it's the quietest I've ever been in a podcast because I've been sitting in this corner crying my little eyes out. out. Sure. Thanks for being inspirational. Thank you, thank thank you for being you, an thank example. You. Keep doing what and you're thanks doing. Thanks for sharing thanks, at the end guys. of the day. That's I'm happy to share. And like I said, if I can help someone, then that is awesome. And mm. like I said, a moment of joy there to, yeah. to help. Good stuff. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thanks, guys. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.